Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thank you so much for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. The special guest today is Dion Brown, and here is a bit about Dion. After 25 years in the corporate world and 20 years in leadership, he journeyed out on his own as an entrepreneur, serving small businesses and nonprofits with training, coaching, and consulting. He talks about his journey in a number of different areas, as well as stories from entrepreneurs he has worked with over the past few years. Ultimately, um, he is a problem solver called in to tackle the most pressing issues faced by an individual business or team. Right now, he is focused on helping individuals and businesses improve productivity, engagement, and retention by increasing happiness. He is an experienced and respected business consultant, coach, and speaker. He has an upcoming book on leadership, problem-solving, business, and mindset, which is going to be a snippet of what we talk about. And the book empowers individuals with knowledge and awareness, teaching new skills that will take anyone's life and career to the next level. But our main focus for this conversation is going to be mental health awareness and pairing that with entrepreneurship. So without further ado, please welcome Dion Brown. Hello, Jim's audience. How are you? Uh, I'm Dion Brown. I'm so glad to be with you, uh, Genesis. I appreciate the platform and the time. Amazing. And we're definitely going to start with the icebreaker. So I want you to share something crazy or fun and interesting about yourself. Something crazy, fun, or interesting. Wow. Okay. So I, uh, I grew up in East New York and Brooklyn, uh, which meant that I really didn't travel much uh, up until I was about 12. And then I was thrown into the New England boarding school system. Uh, if you guys know anything about that, I was a part of the Exeter, Andover, Brewster. It's a, sort of these, um, these consortium of uh, prep schools in that area. Now, I came in before there were, was a program uh, that brought kids from inner city and urban areas into prep schools, uh, most notably prep for prep, right? So this was before then. So I came up never leaving Brooklyn, really. And I found myself thrown into this world um, where, you know, kids were flying in from on jets. Um, you know, they came with uh, their own uh, helpers or just people who would facilitate their weekends. And um, I was just this kid from Brooklyn. Um, so a lot of those relationships are relationships that I maintain today. Uh, but it was such a crazy experience really going from not seeing much of the world. Maybe the furthest I went from New York was Philadelphia. Uh, to being um, thrust into this really, really elite, crazy world. And uh, it was a beautiful experience. Uh, it was a resilient experience, uh, but it was a crazy, fun experience nonetheless. Wow. Okay, that is definitely interesting. And whenever you got thrown into boarding school, how has that um, shaped and molded you to be the man that you are today? So what I found is that uh, 
boarding school really is about discipline. Um, in general, right? There, there's no parental figures uh, that are there that are related to any individual student, right? So you have what's called dorm parents. And dorm parents are interesting because uh, they, they come from different walks of life. And in essence, they take on this, this really interesting interpersonal relationship with you, right? So um, you don't really have the guidance of a mom or a dad in a traditional sense. So you really have to build family. And, and I think discipline and the ability to build an intimate, close, social, personal network is probably the things that I got from um, that particular uh, institution the most. Thank you for sharing. And then just reading your bio, wow, um, your long stint in corporate America before you branched into entrepreneurship. So what was the catalyst that woke Dion up and said, hey, it's time for you to leave the corporate setting and branch out on your own so you could build your own empire and legacy? Uh, that's a great question. Thank you for that. All right. So, uh, I don't really think I woke up one day per se. Um, I, I've always been driven to discover um, what drove consumer behavior, uh, the psychology around consumerism. And so I think early on, I knew that I would have a multidiscipline journey. Like I just knew from the onset that I probably wouldn't stay in one job for 20 years that I just, I just, that's, I just wanted to be out there in the field, talking to folks. Um, my first big, big break came with Adidas. Um, I was able to, to be in their marketing program as a leader, uh, that really helped me to understand, um, the power of brand influence and how you can position a plan, a brand, uh, to positively affect the people who purchase it. So I was doing programs where Adidas was giving back in, uh, in urban areas, in uh, areas with lower economic medians uh, of income, because I, I wanted the people who were paying the most for these brands who also had the least to benefit from the give back, right? And we oftentimes don't see that with brands. And so uh, that's what led me on that course. And I think that from that point, I just wanted to empower my vision for that more and more. And that means you have to also take ownership of your business and your career and your platform. And so as I scaled in what I believe my mission to be, I then uh, created a business that would reflect that. Wow. And that's great because it sounds like whenever you started that entrepreneurship journey, you started it with having a servant leadership because it wasn't just about Dion, but it was about the impact that you were going to make and other people who were coming into your ecosystem per se. And then what people don't realize is entrepreneurship, it is not for everybody and that's okay. But whenever you leave a corporate setting and you leave that stability and you go into entrepreneurship, sometimes it is unstable because you may have to pay your employees first before you pay yourself, depending on what level you're in in your journey. Then you're a lot of the times working in your business versus on your business because you're the accountant, 
you're the PR, you're, um, you do all the marketing, you do everything in your business up until the time where it makes sense for you to begin to outsource and then focus on your zone of genius. And that could also affect your mental health and stability, because if you don't see your business thriving the way that you envision it to thrive, it could play with your mindset. So talk about that. And then we're going to. All right, cool. So um, all of those are great points. I think that uh, entrepreneurship typically is a very isolating journey. Um, in fact, you're seeing a vision that others might not see in the scale and scope that you see it. Um, and due to that, you are driven by this uh, invisible catalyst, right? You are driven by this thing that folks around you can't typically see. Now, does that mean that uh, you can't foster a network that supports your vision uh, socially, uh, business-wise, professionally, uh, and mentally, emotionally? Absolutely. Uh, this is where you get accountability partners. This is when you, you have trusted advisors uh, that can support you. This is where you get a great therapist. I have a great therapist. I recommend everyone get one. Um, it will save your life. Uh, and you get a great coach, right? Um, I think that on every level of business, if you're doing something that you don't have a clear path, clear strategic path, get a coach. Uh, have someone, situate yourself with someone who has experience in something similar. It may not be the exact thing that you want to do, but something similar and allow them to be your accountability partner, to be your motivator, uh, to understand and work through the questions around your concept while you're doing it. Uh, because just going to your cousin or to a friend or to your old coworker and asking them, is this a great idea? You may not actually delve deep enough and investigate for, far enough into the process for you to get something actionable from it. So build a network around you that can support you emotionally, mentally, and professionally. Absolutely. And don't always be the smartest person in your circle. You need to hang out, hang around people that challenge you to get outside of your comfort zone, but they're, they also stretch you in a, intellectually because that is how you're going to grow personally and professionally. And then whenever you embark upon the entrepreneurship journey, I always tell people, if you're going to fail, fail fast and learn from the failures and do not repeat the same old mistakes. And then whenever you get to a certain level, Ask somebody who has already been at that level and surpass it. And I like what you said about a mentor, a coach, or et cetera. And sometimes you have to pay to play. And it's not always conducive because sometimes people have the craps in the barrel mentality and they want everything for free. But is that free resource going to help you level up and reach the next metrics that you're trying to um, complete? It may or it may not. So always be open-minded. And then um, whenever you are in this entrepreneur space, Dion, what are some of the mental health um, things that people could be mindful of so they don't burn themselves out? Because you may work more on your business than you did for somebody else. And that's, that's real talk. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that everyone imagines this universe when you're working for yourself, which means that you actually have more days off. And that could be further from, from the truth. If anything, you're actually uh, working harder and longer, and there's really no break. There's no lunch break. There's no 5 p.m. checkout. Now, you can structure your life and your day around that, but it's not baked into your driving forces. Uh, just trust me. You're going to think you can. Uh, entrepreneurship is all-consuming, especially in the beginning. But listen, from a mental health standpoint, 
here's the thing. You want to show up for your family and friend network as best as you can. I think oftentimes uh, entrepreneurs put all of their energy, all of their resources into their business and their, their network is left with the remainder. And that leads to a high divorce rate. That leads to unhappiness. That leads to um, a connections being lost in your network. So you want to show up uh, better, if not the same, for your family and friends as you do for your business. The second thing is, is that you want to maintain good physical health, right? So you want to exercise. You want to make sure you have a good diet. You want to check in with your physician. Uh, entrepreneurship is stressful um, because of the long hours, late nights, and a volume of tasks to do. Genesis had a great point about working uh, on versus in your business. A lot of folks wear a lot of, a lot of hats when it comes to uh, growing and scaling their business. And so it may actually be that you missed a meal. Uh, you're not getting proper sleep. Uh, you're, you're sleeping for three hours in deep REM sleep, but because you're so focused on your business that you're not actually getting the sleep, the restful sleep that you need. The last point, and probably one of the, the most important, I think, is that your ability to master the financial part of your business will absolutely help feed your positive mental health. A lot of entrepreneurs uh, have sleepless nights, are stressed, have uh, negative thoughts, specifically surrounding their financial well-being, uh, the financial well-being of their business and their family uh, in personal. So when you have a solid hold of your finances, whether that's a trusted advisor, such as an accountant uh, or a lawyer, um, or if you're just doing it on your own and it's something that you're really going to take a hold of, make sure that you have a clear plan. Make sure that you have a good idea of what's called your PL, your profits and loss. Make sure that you have a good financial situation. It's not going to be easy financially all the time, but you should have some understanding of what you're bringing in, what your expenses are, and how much you've put aside to save to reinvest in your business the next year. When you have a solid financial plan, I promise you about 50% of your concerns will just diminish because you'll feel good about the integrity and viability of your business. Those are really sound tips, um, Dion, because finances can definitely stress a person out. And if you're stressed, you're not going to be performing optimally because there's something that is hindering your ability to really fire on all cylinders because you're worried about certain things that if you would just, you know, delegate it to the appropriate person that was a subject matter expert when it came to finances, you could then reallocate your time on something else. And then nutrition and wellness, the whole part of wellness, because sometimes people think, oh, if I eat right, but then don't exercise. You're not going to have the results. You have to eat right and exercise, and you have to have a holistic approach when it comes to overall well-being and wellness as a whole. And I like to tell people, what good is having a 
large amount of wealth if you can't enjoy the wealth that you acquired because your health is not optimal and you're in the doctor's office, you're laying up in that hospital bed or et cetera. Really think about that because when you are whole and complete mind, body, and soul, then everything else is going to align up. And I like how we talked about mindsets. We talked about wellness. We talked about finances. These are, there's so many things involved whenever you are um, stewarding your own self and you're not answering to somebody else. But if you, on the flip side, sometimes we do answer to other people because our clients is are the people who pay us in order for us to thrive as entrepreneurs. Yeah, I mean, our, our clients are our business, right? And and so much of uh, building a solid business, specifically for entrepreneurs, is about growing your network and follow-up. What you'll find is that about 60% of businesses that fail, now this is based on a, a previous study that was done a few years ago, um, they fail because of a lack of follow-up. So everyone's doing lead generation, no one's doing follow-up. Well, we know that follow-up is how we build relationships, right? So so when we're when we're dealing with our clients, when we're growing our business, we really want to be in the game of relationship building and maintenance, right? So that comes in three parts. Acquisition is the lead generation part that's getting new clients into the funnel. They may not necessarily be ready to buy your your uh, product or service just yet, but they're interested, right? Then there's retention. That's keeping your client, right? So you want to make sure that you're checking in. You want to make sure you're following up. You want to make sure you're, you're, you're seeing how they feel about what you've done for them. And then there's uh, re-engagement. And re-engagement is, hey, listen, I I've sent four newsletters and I haven't seen you open it, right? Like people like to know that you're actually paying attention to them. Right. And it may be that your product or service isn't needed for them in this moment, but you still want to engage with them because here's the last part. It brings referrals and referrals can be the lifeline of your business. Uh, when you can't find a new customer, a referral can be the best source of income for you. For you. So you want to make sure that you're looking at your clients as your, your customer base. You want to have them own and iterate your product or service with you. Ask them, do they like it? Ask them what they're interested in seeing next. Uh, engage your customer base as if they're a board of directors, as if as if they are, you know, the the engineers of your business. Because in essence, all you're going to want to do is find more of them, right? So if you deal with your clients in a positive, engaging way, I promise you, you will have a healthy, thriving business. If you, you, you keep your mental health intact and if your finances are good, right? So, so those three things, right? So if you, if you engage with your clients, you keep your, your mental health in a, in a solid space where you're good and your finances are also healthy, then uh, you have the, the, the markings of a good business. Yes, relationships are golden and make sure those relationships are mutually beneficial. It is a two-way street because people are always going to remember how you made them feel, number one. Number two, if you treat somebody um, 
like they are a star, they're going to go out and refer you to their family members and their friends because of the experience that you gave them. But then if you treat them like crap and they don't matter, that's also going to spread like wildfire too. And they're going to tell your, their family members and friends not to use your, your products and or services. So always be mindful of that. Um, don't burn bridges. Finances, finances, finances. We just got out of financial literacy month. Um, and there was a lot of topics around that. So I always tell people, make sure you and your financial person see eye to eye, make sure you ask some questions. And I always encourage people to go out and take some classes about finances. So if you feel like something is not right with your finances and the way that they're um, doing your business, at least you'll have some knowledge because you have some due diligence and you have some um repertoire to know, okay, hey, this doesn't look right and question it. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. And Dion, as we jump into the call to action, I want you to let the audience know one thing that you want them to gravitate to if they don't remember anything else at all. All right. So I, I'm going to actually speak to a point that you just made. Um, and it's not going to really summarize the mental health part of this or the finance part of this, but I think that it, it's a really important point. It doesn't matter how good your product or service is. If you don't have a solid reputation, um, your business won't thrive. You won't have concerns around finance. You won't have concerns around mental health, right? Our brand is the summary of what people think about our product or service. So when you're out there in the world, um, regardless of whether uh, your product is selling today or will sell tomorrow, just be good to the people who are engaging with you and be good to yourself. Actually, Genesis, I think that that's what I want to drive home. Just be good to people. Be good to your family. Show up for them well, regardless of the state of your business. Be good to your business. Feed it. Make sure that it has sound support around it. Be good to yourself. Make sure that you are mentally, physically, emotionally your best self. And finally, and I think most importantly, just be a good human being, right? Like so much of, of what will help your business to thrive is just to be a good person. I think that we exist in an era where uh, folks think that uh, the way to be successful uh, is to manipulate, is to be greedy, is to do harm. And, and I just don't think so. There is a space where you are good and you are thriving and you are proud of your business and individuals want to align themselves with your brand because your brand has a solid reputation. Yes. Oh man, you dropped some bars, you dropped some gems, so many incredible things there, Dion. So thank you for adding that value there. One thing that I want to encourage the audience is your morals and your values should remain true to who you are. And don't ever change your morals and your values to appease others that weren't meant to truly validate you. Stay grounded, stay rooted, and stay focused on the mission that you have because your mission is tied to your purpose and you want your brand 
to speak for itself because your brand is a representation of you. So make sure that when you're on, you're on whether people are see, seeing you or not. You never know when somebody is watching because they're not going to tell you I'm watching, but your action should align with the words that you speak. So like this one song says, walk it like you talk it. And Dion, I want you to leave the audience with your contact information, plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. All right, guys. So I'm Dion Brown. Uh, you can find me at uh, my personal Instagram, which is the uh, it's the best Dion ever. So best Dion ever. Uh, the name is spelled D-E-E-O-N. I do believe that I'm the best Dion uh, outside of Dion Warwick and a few other notable ones. Um, for professionally though, so I also run a podcast. Um, so first, shouts out to Jim for killing it each and every day. Uh, I have a podcast called Man Versus Brand uh, where we talk about entrepreneurship uh, on our channel. Um, it's also going to be the title of the book that I'm releasing. Um, I do have a consultancy company called Project Big Brand. And um, yeah, I think that if you guys want to find me, you can search Man Versus Brand, Project Big Brand, or just find me, Dion Brown. And, uh, and we can engage in thoughtful conversation around uh, your business and your business needs, but more so just kind of have a good time, right? Like uh, we're coming out of or through rather a pandemic uh, where folks have felt isolated and alone. And so if I can help build some community Genesis, then I'm absolutely glad to do it. So uh, I just want to say thank you uh, to you and your audience for having me uh, for this time. And I am so glad to connect with anyone who wants to participate in conversation. And there you have it, listeners and viewers. All of Dion Brown's contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you read and scroll on down, tap into some of the incredible things that he has going on. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also find all things video content by heading on over to our YouTube page, which is at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for continuing to support the mission of Gems to bring topics that are educational, inspirational, and motivational while we weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it takes all of us to come together and make this world a better place. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing one. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.